Real quick, everyone, I wanted to let you know that Tile Money in combination with Tile Money will be uh, having its own booth this year at the International Surfaces event, February 1st through the 3rd. If you're going to be at Surfaces, swing by our booth, number 5403, to see daily content being being uh, created. Yours truly will be interviewing uh, about four to six different people a day. We're going to do shorter format style podcasts with just one longer one every single day. We're also doing a, a networking cocktail event at the House of Blues at 5 p.m. that you do not want to miss Come to Tice uh, this February. Make sure you come by our booth and say hi. Go to thetilenation.com to reserve your spot. Luke Miller, your host, and my mission with this podcast is to strengthen the tile industry. We are doing this with our business education and discussions uh, designed for contractors by contractors. This platform is assisting tile contractors around the world to build profitable, sustainable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, we've got another great discussion lined up for you. I have Craig Herrmann in the studio with me. He is one of my new business partners with Tile Nation, and he has a great business in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and we're going to get into it. Uh, It's a little bit different than a lot of the people I interview because he has built a successful subcontractor business. So look forward to this discussion. Uh, I know you're really going to enjoy it. Before we bring Craig on, I do want to thank the sponsors of our show. The NTCA can be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor. The NTCA is celebrating 75 years as an association this year. And so they are plenty experienced in the tile contractor industry world. They can answer your questions in the field. If you have a complicated problem or you're looking for an expert, they can introduce you to. Join the NTCA today for the community. You can get a hold of Jim Olson to learn more about what the NTCA can offer your business. Ladycrete International. Ladycrete is one of the top leading innovators in the tile installation materials world. They literally invented Thinset and won the World Trade Center contract because they were the only company able to provide that lightweight solution to tile every floor and build the tallest building at the time. Isn't that a cool story? It's a private, family-run company with family values that you can feel. Uh, Ladycrete provides everything you need to install tile. If you haven't used them, check them out. GoBoard. GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board manufactured by Johns Manville. You can discover all the possibilities with this easy-to-cut and handle lightweight waterproof product. Carry a bunch of boards in one hand up those stairs. You can uh, seal your joints and fastener penetrations using their GoBoard Pro sealant, and that will get you to ANSI A118.1 compliant installations. GoBoard Pro sealant is now available in 20-ounce sausage packs. Learn more at jm.com slash GoBoard. And Happy Tile Guy. HappyTileGuy.com is where tile contractors are getting professional websites built for them, fully search engine optimized for lead generation. And that is your online hub for your business. All right, let's bring Craig on. Thanks for waiting, Craig. How are you doing? Good. Excellent. Thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to have you on here. Let's clean up the screen a little bit. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. So for my audience who doesn't know you, Craig, uh, who are you, where are you, and what does your business look like today? So I am a contractor in Omaha, Nebraska. I've been doing this since 1996. Mm-hmm. I got full-time into tile 
only. I was doing a lot of bathroom remodels, uh, working with the company. That that's all we did. So I was doing about 30, 40 bathroom remodels. Those the hallway bath, those little tiny uh, uh, master bathrooms. Uh, we're doing about 30 a year for a couple of years. And then I decided I only wanted to do tile mm-hmm. and I, uh, ended up working with a, with a, uh, a company here in Omaha that, um, is just probably one of the best, uh, in my opinion, flooring retailers in the nation. And so I've been with them about 13, 14 years. And, uh, I have, a, a passion for the industry I have a passion for uh, certain aspects of what we're trying to do uh, nationally. And that's kind of it. Excellent. That's a, that's a great overview. I appreciate it. Let's dig in a little bit if you wouldn't mind. Um, sure. You say you're working with one of the best uh, stores in Omaha. Who is it? And what, what do you mean behind that statement? That's a loaded so, statement. That's a heavy um, statement. I work as a subcontractor with a Nebraska Furniture Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska Furniture Mart is a Berkshire Hathaway owned company. It has four stores right now. Um, obviously, uh, flooring is only one small aspect of what they do, but um, they are the eighth largest flooring retailer in the United States with four stores. Wow. Um, the Omaha it, the Omaha units sold, I think it was like 75 or 85 million last year in flooring. Mm-hmm out of that one store. Wow. And, um, they did, I want to say 14,800 and some jobs, uh, closed last year. Mm -hmm. So, so those were, uh, those were, were tickets that were invoiced and paid. Nice. So, and, um, that's, that's wild. I mean, that's very impressive for that, that store and, and for the total, you know, amount of stores and, and their ranking, and nationwide, that's that's really impressive. No wonder, and one of the things I love is you really value their relationship with you and what they bring to your business, which is going to kind of make for a unique, different style of conversation today. Sure. Because a lot of the conversations around subcontracting for stores, you know, they tend to steer more negative experiences. So I love finding people that have had positive experiences and kind of dig into what makes it positive because there might be a, a contractor who really enjoys subcontracting who maybe can implement this. And there might be a store owner who wants to implement it, right? Because they sure. value relationships as well. One of the, I, real quick though, let's, uh, you mentioned that you chose tile over remodeling bathrooms, right? Sure. What was it in, in, in your, for you that drew you to tile? So tile, and, and I think maybe uh, custom cabinetry built-ins, are really the only two trades that I see where we have both a, um, a competency side and an aesthetic side. Okay. Uh, we've all seen really good looking jobs in both tile and in cabinetry that were very poorly constructed. And we've seen bulletproof jobs that didn't look that great. Um, and so it, these two crafts and I'll call them crafts as opposed to a trade have the opportunity to, to really kind of mix both of those together. Mm. And, um, that, and I just wanted to be different than, than all my buddies. A lot of my buddies were carpenters. Um, I had gotten into, uh, some, some, um, slight cabinetry. You know, I, I bought into the, the 
true 32 system early on, which is the 32 millimeter cabinetry system. Um, but then I realized that in order to pursue that, uh, we're talking, you know, $700,000 worth of investment by the time you have a, a, a cabinet company, a cabinet shop, mm. you know, at that level, by the time you're buying the edge banders and the, and, and the saws and the gluing jigs and all those things. And I didn't want that. I wanted to stay my own guy. And uh, so I just chose tile. So that you saw the tile as being of equal value or similar, you know, value sure. to pursue as the cabinet yeah. shop without as from much. A, from a mental, you know, and from, from just a craftsmanship side of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and I enjoyed it. I, if I wouldn't have enjoyed it, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, it, I also like the fact that my projects are, are about a week, week and a half at longest. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to know a lot of people. One of the interesting things about tile that, that I think a lot of us don't really recognize is the fact that it's a luxury product. And consequently, the people we meet who we work for have a lot of really interesting stories, do a lot of really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I met a guy, the most interesting guy as far as weird jobs goes I, I did a job for a guy and he was a uh, coal train broker hmm. and I didn't realize this, but the utilities own coal train cars. Mm-hmm. Every other car is owned by the railroad, mm-hmm. but the utilities own the coal train cars and you know, a set of 115 cars is, is quite a capital investment. So they also need to make money when they're not using them. And there are three coal train car brokers in the United States. Okay. So, you know, finding a guy who's one of three, wow. that's probably the rarest job that I've, I've worked for. That is pretty wild, man. That's wild. So that's cool. Yeah. And that's a rare, that's a rare job indeed. Three people. Right? Where do you, you know, you, how do you come to those things? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just, uh, you just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> that's why I love, I love talking to Craig. I mean, honestly, I'm so excited to be working with you, Craig. Well, thank you. Uh, every time, Likewise. every time we discuss things, I mean, you 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 drop these things out of nowhere, and they used to call me left field Luke, man. And I think, <laughs> I think we just that's why we get along. Yes, I think so. But uh, and then one other thing, I I do want to get a little um, personal because we are partners, and I kind of wanted to ask you uh, what your hobbies are. But before we get into that at the beginning here, let's just touch on one other thing that we will dive into deeper today. Uh, sure. which is when we met was in Nashville of um, 20, uh, it would have been 2020. 2019. 20, 2019. Yeah, at, at TSP. At Nashville, um, yeah, at at the Madonna there where they had the total solutions plus. Yep. And, um, all I remember, I mean, I remember a lot, but what really struck me was I came back from a restroom break and it was maybe an extended restroom break. I had maybe been gone an hour. I wanted to stretch my legs, walk my, you know, legs and things. Sure. And I remember the mood in the room. We were in a board (laughs) meeting (laughs) and, and the mood in the room had a significant change in it. And when you're in a board meeting of, you know, I, and that was, you know, that was a lot of people that was, uh, that was possibly 200 people. If my memory serves me correct. And, and these are some of the brightest minds in the industry. And I, I always, you know, am, am watching and looking and observing and feeling the energy. Right. And when I, I noticed that shift, I was like, what happened? Well, Craig, (laughs) Craig happened. (laughs) Craig happened. Well, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it, it was, a. Uh, an interesting thing I, I've come to uh, 
really believe that uh, showers um, are uh, a unique and specialized uh, trade that that is somewhat, I mean, it's tile related, but it's also that weird interface between tile and plumbing and government oversight. Mm. And, um, you know, I, uh, we want to break into that right now. We can. Well, no, I just wanted to touch yeah, on we'll, it. We'll talk Let, on that. Yeah, later. yeah, That's but great. just touch on it. So, so uh, uh, Craig had introduced this idea, or basically, basically informed the panel, the board meeting of what you had already been working on. Correct. Which in, so, uh, in, in sixty seconds. So, uh, in twenty eighteen, I got a red tag on a um, historical building that we couldn't change the floors on. Um, but we are putting in a 60 square foot on the floor, zero entry heated shower. Yeah. And, uh, we had to use, uh, we had to use, uh, Schluter. Well, we didn't have to use Schluter, but I chose to use Schluter and I got a specific red tag from our, our, uh, code compliance saying that that was not an approved product, um, in, in Omaha and that I needed to, to, to get a waiver and tear it out. Well, it was in the largest bathroom that I've ever done too, 700 feet on the floor of the bathroom. Whoa. <laughs> and it was all heated. And so I went and I, I talked to the then, um, the then uh, chief plumbing inspector and we talked it through and he said, look, I'd like you to, uh, well, I'll give you the waiver, but I'd like you to bring to the plumbing board a code change. And this is in Omaha. Omaha does what it wants. And so I proceeded to do that. And that kind of whipped my passion uh, for this. And I realized uh, then that, that we we needed to do something and that there was a strange disconnect where tile installers install showers, which are plumbing fixtures. But the for the most part, the, the plumbing world doesn't pay any attention to them. Right. Unless you're in a union setting where, where that plumbing local wants that work. You know, and uh, so it, it's it's led me down the path. And some have said that I've become Faust and have made devil's deals. And uh, <laughs> but um, we've we've worked hard and we've made some really cool progress on that. And so we'll talk about that later today. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the 30 second, 20,000 foot thumbnail of that. Yeah, no. And yeah, we'll dig into this a little bit later in the about halfway through probably. Um, because there is a lot to say on this. And this is one of those subjects that is going to be an ongoing thing for uh, a, a good little bit of time before um, we really it gets legs. And what, one thing we want to do sure. is encourage the community, uh, the Tile Nation uh, University community that we're launching in March to really engage with us and Craig on this and, um, you know, have a community think on this is always better to have more more eyes on it and to kind of be aware of what's happening, at least. If you want to be right. aware of what's happening and take part in the conversation, that's where that'll happen. Um, so now what I would like to do is mix things up a little bit because what I used to do way back in the day, three and a half years ago, was ask my guests what their hobbies were. And for some reason, I, I dropped that off. But <laughs> be, because you're one of my business partners, I would like to get a little bit personal. Sure. You know, you have an interesting hobby that you picked up uh, over the 2020 year. And you, you want to talk to us about that? So, so my latest hobby, and I've got a few, has been um, I have attended the – I went and took the uh, 60-hour Bar Smarts um, cocktail course. Mm -hmm. And so I have been, uh, imbibing in some new and cool cocktails yeah. and, uh, that goes. So our shop here is a metal shop and that's the other hobby. 
And then I, I used to do a lot of, I've slowed down, but I used to do a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to shoot uh, a lot of, I used to shoot handguns, mm-hmm. not really competitively, but I was probably running 12 to 1500 rounds a month out of them. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yep. So I do have a cocktail that I'm going to make. All right. Here. Let's it, do it. It's, it's uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start with, uh, and we'll put a little music on in the background. That's right. So we're going to start with an ounce and a half of uh, London gin. And the and you can use any gin. A Plymouth gin works really well with it, too. And then... What's different about uh, the Plymouth and the London? Draw oh, it, it's, it's mainly the botanicals. So a gin is a distilled white spirit. Uh, basically, it's vodka. Then it's been re-steeped with botanic, botanicals. Um, and um, depending on which set, juniper is, is one of the main ones, which is kind of mm-hmm. how that gin has come. Sure. Um, and then the next thing that we're going to put in, it's it. what I'm basically doing is, is a variation of uh, an old-fashioned um, um, <laughs> martini. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we're going to do is a uh, cokey, um, Torino, and it is a uh, it is a sweet vermouth. We're going to go for three quarters of an ounce of that, and then we're going to add uh, either yellow chartreuse or strega. So strega is. Uh, um, it's an Italian liqueur. If you know what yellow chartreuse is, you'll know what Strega is. If you know what Strega is, you'll know what yellow chartreuse is. All right. And I cannot describe either one of them other than that. Okay. Because, uh, the well, I'm in the is, dark on those. <laughs> yeah. The taste is really complex, but it's awesome. And, um, this has become one of my favorite cocktails. Mm. And so, uh, and I always use the shaker little shaker and then we'll go ahead and pour it into a coupe uh-huh and away we go then you know if i have a couple of these during this show <laughs> i will both be uh be, be slurring my words and telling you guys things that i probably shouldn't <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of hold off on that all right but, um let's see no, it. it put it, it up to the camera put it up to the camera at least <laughs> nice nice that's a good that's yep. an attractive drink now, we'd also go ahead and uh, garnish that, like, with a slight orange peel and a cherry. Okay. So you throw that in there, and that would just make that just pop real well. And I really don't know how to describe the taste because you need to know what those either Strega or, or, or Chartreuse yellow taste like. Well, I tell you what. I know what I'm drinking in Vegas. At I'll the tell House you what. We'll bring some. <laughs> we will bring it, and we will – we, we may actually make the uh, House of Blues give me a bottle of these <laughs> so I can make some for friends. There you go. There you go. All right. That sounds good. Now, let's let's dive into your business. Um, so sure. how long have you been with the Furniture Mart of Nebraska, so, and, and, and how did that kind of come about? And So I used to smoke cigars. Okay. And um, I was a part of a cigar cr- cr- um, club. And one Christmas, I got uh, one of the owners of Nebraska Furniture Mart as a secret Santa. Mm-hmm. And what do you get the guy? What do you get a guy who owns a store like that? Yeah, yeah for twenty bucks, 
that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And so I ended up getting him a Best Buy gift card. <laughs> <laughs> because they have, you know, they're dra- <laughs> and he loved it. And I started doing work for him and his friends. Mm-hmm. This is like 2006. And then um, in 2008 and nine, when everything went to crap, mm-hmm. um, things went to crap for me too. And I called him up and I said, hey, why don't I come and, and start setting some tile for you guys? And about 10 minutes later, the then installation manager called me and said, well, I don't know who you are, but I guess you're setting tile for us. Wow. <laughs> you know, because that's how that worked. And uh, for the first few years, I was like, look, if I need you, I'll call you. If you need me, call me. Mm-hmm. Kind of a relationship because I really wanted to be out on my own. And I so you, I had, that, you had your own kind of remodeling. Yeah. Yeah. Direct you know, to client. Was, yeah. What happened was I lost a couple, I lost a builder and a large remodeler in 20, in 2009. Okay. Okay. And I lost money. I, they owed me money. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and so when you get hungry enough, you swallow some pride, eat some humble pie, and then you call up somebody who can help you. Nice. And that's how that one happened. Well, that's a golden um, lesson right there. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I mean, you got to eat. And, yeah. and the fact of the matter is, it's it really blossomed into a, a very beneficial relationship. It um, it's interesting because you say the manager called you and was like, I don't know who you are. So it sounds like the manager, that's not the way they normally would do things. No, no, rather- no. Normally we go through a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But uh, with him, it, he didn't have a choice because when the, when one of the owners says, hey, you're going you, to hire this guy, you know, you hire him. Right, now, right. obviously, if I failed... Right. You wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't you know, if that. I didn't do my work, yeah. then, then I, I would have, um, then that would be my problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up something here because one of the things why I like working with Nebraska Furniture Mart is there are 14 elements to a job, mm-hmm. any job. Mm-hmm. From that initial bringing that first contact in through, through advertising, through the final accounting. And I want to look at these here. I have them in my thing and I should have gotten that earlier for us. But I want to talk about that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk while you look. Um, uh, man, a few gems already. Uh, Craig was part of a cigar club. You know, he's active with his local community. You know, they get on a Christmas gift card. You know, he gets, he gets the one guy he, you know, and he knows what that relationship could blossom to, even though he wasn't really even concerned with subcontractor work. Um, this is what you guys got to do. Get out there, get in your communities, get involved and, and build these relationships because you never know where they're going to land. You never know exactly. um, who you're going to meet. The, the, and, and that is really the power. And I've been preaching this, you know, since day one, the power, the reason I preach profit, successful, sustainable businesses, because it really is good for the community because the, the more money income your business can churn and the, the happier you are with, with your, with your contractor business, the more you can do for your community locally, you can all of a sudden start getting out and attending events and maybe even throwing events and maybe contributing locally to local charities and really getting involved locally because we've got to start at home. It has to start at home. You don't go looking out across the Red Sea to fix your problems right at home. So just start at home, start, start locally. I, I, I think that's genius. So I still don't find it. That's okay. Basically what it though comes down to is you have – Maybe I can remember them because I should know them because we all should know them. We have the initial sales call. That is the initial call that they come and talk to you. Then you have the initial meeting 
whereby you go and you make your initial selections. You then go and um, you take your initial selections and you go in and have a measure. Whether you've done this all at the same time or not, you go and you measure it out. Then you go ahead and you, you take your measurements and you take your selections and, and you make your initial bid proposal, including checking stock and, and making stock inquiries. Then once you have that, you build your price, you build your bid, and then you sell it. Once you've sold it and you've gotten your down, you have to then go and, and um, put out all of your uh, purchase orders and then start your scheduling. And you need to go ahead and verify all the transportation is coming in. And then once everything's in, you schedule it. Then you materially haul all of that to the job site. Then you install it. And then you put your final bill in, you get paid, and then you do your accounting. And one of the things that, that the Furniture Mart provides for me is I only have to go and haul the materials to the job and do the job. Uh-huh. And they do everything else. Mm-hmm. And the the amount of money that they take for that amount of work, I can't do it for mm-hmm. that same price. Uh-huh. Um, in 2015, we looked real hard at whether or not we wanted to go back out on our own. And I realized that I would have to charge 4 to $5 more per square foot than the Furniture Mart charges um, to work the same amount of hours that I was working then. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's no reason why I would want to do that. You know, it's just, um, is too much work and they really do a good job with golden handcuffs there. Everything that I did last week, I turned in Monday and money was in my account Tuesday afternoon at two o'clock. Wow. Wow. You know, so, uh, 36 hour, uh, um, cash flow, not too bad. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, that has happened for myself I become very influential in the sense of uh, it just so happens that we use the products I want to use. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, it's interesting. I one thing I've wanted to ask you going back to your story about um, how you got started in shower systems was you said Schluter was basically not allowed uh, for didn't ma- meet the building code today in 2021 2022. Excuse me. Does it meet the building code today? Yes. Yes, oh, we wow. got that. And it was interesting because Nebraska Furniture Mart was using it mm-hmm. um, unapproved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the competitors were using it unapproved. Sure. Yeah. Um, the only people who it really affected was uh, commercial work. Yeah. Um, because plumbers, plumbing inspectors don't check showers mm. in Omaha. Wow. They, they just don't. And in many, many, many towns west of the Mississippi, they don't. Mm-hmm. Many localities west of the Mississippi, they don't. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that, that every city is its own entity and, um, they will do whatever they want. Um, some places have, have pretty good checks and balances. Some places it's literally the wild, wild West Omaha, as far as showers happen to be the wild, wild West. Mm -hmm. Um, but getting back to, to the Mart, um, and I love your four, your fourteen elements, um, and good job remembering them. By the way, did that, I get them? I I believe so. Um, we'll, 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 if not, it'll be in the comments. I'm it was sure. very close. Yeah, we'll we'll get them. 
it was interesting because I interviewed Isaac Barlow from Busy Busy earlier for a 20 minute interview. It might have been 15 to 20 minutes on YouTube. So if you if you're just listening to the podcast, check out YouTube because we're doing shorter content there. He talked about the 11 elements of a business. So you guys aren't that far off. I mean, 11, 12, 13, sure. 14. It's it's the same concept. And the the point is, there's a there's a whole lot of stuff a contractor business owner needs a lot of hats and that's that was one of the things yeah. i talked with isaac about is why it's so so many contractors fail like 70% fail within 7 years well sure. because they're wearing all these hats and they really don't even know what some of them are they knew their trade they know their trade but they don't know where all these hats are so basically in a nutshell that's what you're telling me is look i found out that the furniture mart was going to wear 12 or uh yeah, thir- yeah 12, of the hats. 12 of your 14 hats and yeah. and it was a no-brainer because um you know maybe the the comp the per you know if we if we're gonna let's just call it per square foot wasn't as high and i'm right. I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth maybe that's not even the case well, no, but the actually, value is there price on this okay let's do it so in omaha nebraska um the way it works with the mart and this is one of the things that that a lot of people i mean we're so different because Everybody says, hey, it's a one big price, and it's that's your price. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Mart, everything is a line item. Sure. And everything has a line item price. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is valuable to that method is you have your scope of work right there. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not a line item element to the bid, it's not in the bid. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you have redo remodel bathroom and that literally may be your scope of work. And then the owner's going, well, you know, you didn't put a new window in there and then you have to fight about it. Right. Right. Cause it's so vague. It's so vague, but here everything's line out item. If there's a problem, you call it in, they pay before you start. So let's just say we go in and the floor is out of tolerance. Uh And you say, hey, look, your floor is out of tolerance. And um, they're like, okay, how do I know that? And we, I mean, we have ways. We all have ways of doing that. Mm-hmm. If, if the floor is really bad, I'll go ahead and I'll grab my, a NIV comp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll show how, how, out, of, how out, of, uh, out of tolerance it is to the millimeter. But then that's an upcharge because that wasn't wow. included in the initial pricing. Um, but... That's not yeah, a tool yeah. I hear very often. No, I'm kind I'm, of a tool. I, and I think just throwing it out there might just be too much of a tease for my audience. Why don't you tell okay. me? So a NIFCOMP is a is an oil altimeter mm-hmm. that is accurate to the millimeter. Mm-hmm. So I can go and it, it's I think it's got a seventy foot radius. Okay. So I can go set it up in a room, and I can map out a room every five foot on a grid to the millimeter of variance. Wow. And um, I learned about it March, April of 2020 um, when Lady Creek brought out their university. I went through the Lady Creek University in about a week, mm-hmm. and they were talking about it. And I'm like, great, I'm going to go get me one of those. <laughs> and so I have one. Nice. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's one of the few tools, and we'll get into tools here in a minute. Maybe we'll get into tools right now. Um, there's some tools that – make you money. Yeah. And the NIF comp is a tool that will make you money because when you show up to do a self-leveling job at a residential place and, and you bring that out, 
there's no argument and there's no question of as to your competency. Because mm. when you bring that out, it it answers all their questions. Does this guy know what he's doing? Is this guy going to rip me off? Does he, you know, what kind of voodoo is holding a straight edge on the floor? <laughs> you know, it might as well be like one of those witching rods. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and um, so there's no, there's no argument. There's, there's I mean, no argument they're, they're impressed, you know, they're, yeah. they trust it, you know, yeah. uh, all this good stuff. I mean, we were taught it, sometimes it's silly little things like a Bosch laser level, right. That they're yeah. like, Ooh, you know, yeah. and now that you can have 3d scanners and this is one of those tools where it's, it's very practical. It's very accurate. It's, yep. it probably costs you a pretty penny, but it impresses and sells, it sells itself overall. Well, and the thing with it is you can map a floor and, and I don't recommend it for anybody who's not doing a lot of floor prep. Sure. Um, but you can map a floor and I've done 160, 180 bag pours and been within four to five bags. Yeah. You know, uh, of actual, wow, wow. You know what what we mapped and what we guessed, wow. and what we actually poured. Yeah, so no, you know, that eliminates the guesswork. That's that's incredible, and we will dive deeper into tools, I think, Craig. And that's what uh, you know. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about tools in the new studio we're building. That's right, uh, which yeah, is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I, I think the I don't want to I I don't want to no, stray no, too good. far off of. Uh, no, what, that's fine. Let's keep. Let's go back on to because uh, this was a talk about. Um, with, with clients and, and, and with, with cash or with, uh, every job has is made up of specific line items and we go from there. Well, the so, thing about the line items and, uh, and then I'll let you talk. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. And I want to, I want to tell the audience, look, listen to the line item thing, because the fact of the matter is, even if you don't implement it on your invoices and your bids, this is how you should be bidding your work. This is how you don't lose money. When you're going through there, you need a checklist and everybody needs to build yes. that out however they want. But for the Furniture Mart and for Craig, this is what works. Tell us, go, go so, into it. So we, we have line items literally for uh, a microwave is uh, $45 to drop it and put it back on. Sure. A, a uh, stove is 20 bucks. Um, a refrigerator is 35 or 45 if you have to pop the water or not. Um, a toilet's uh, 90 bucks. Um, trim is $1.38 a foot. Putting Schluter metal up is $2 a foot. Um, putting down underlayment is $1.25 a foot for um, Mappy Guard UM. Mm-hmm. Um, Setting tile is, is six thirty a foot on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, prep is, I think it's right around two dollars a foot unless it's significant. Mm-hmm. So it's already in there. You know these are and one of the things those sound low, but when you add them all up, when you add it all up, it's it's not low, and also. That's just to do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who's bidding the job, a guy who's making those sales calls, who's going back and meeting that customer three or four times before it's done, who then has to wait 30 or 40 days to collect, who worries about um, if he forgot something, then the owner wants to take it back. When, when, for instance, with the Mart, if there's an item that was not in the, that, that should have been in the bid that wasn't, uh, 
they pay us $65 to go to the store and pick it up, Hmm. you know? And, and so if they're missing three things, that's 200 bucks to go and run to the store and pick up. Maybe it was a, you're doing RO 100 ATGB and they forgot an outside corner because Mm -hmm. you have a three way and you got to go pick up that $8 piece. They paid you $65 to run and get it. And if it happens to be in your truck, they still paid you 65 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so they're, they're, they're paying trip charges. The other thing they do, if your job is down for the day, so they, they, they called you up the day before and said, Hey, you got a job tomorrow. And for whatever reason it goes down, I think they pay you 220 bucks for the down day mm-hmm. because they want to cover your overhead Sure, because it wasn't your fault. You weren't able to work that day. I don't know of any other company that is, uh, that will pay you for a down day. Yeah. You know, um, and all the materials are provided. So, um, we use Schluter for our showers. Uh, all set is the, uh, is the mortar that we use on those. Um, on our floors, we're, we're using mainly Mape products. Um, so they give us a flex color CQ for the grout. Um, they give us either um, a, the ultralight for, for the mortar, or um, we're still with the older Mapes, or we're using LFT. So we're using nothing but premium orders. Um, we're, we're using um, um, nothing but premium shower systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are other shower systems that have come to compete with them, but you know what? Uh, back in 2014, when we decided on showers, there wasn't a whole lot of other choices, and we went with the best that was there at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 2016... 2015, 2016 is when we went to uh, Flex Color CQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, I think, eighty some thousand dollars in grout claims as a company that year at that store. Mm-hmm. Before, when we were using uh, um, um, powdered grouts, and it went to almost none. And the grout claims would come from uh, overwashing, where you got you know a dark gray and you overwashed it. Now you have a kind of a blotchy medium gray. Oh yeah. You, or, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Or bag to bag that batch issues where you're on a 1500 square foot floor and this bag of grout looks different from that bag mix of grout. And they would hammer that. Um, once we went to a flex color CQ, um, we, we ended up without any real problems. So you're and saying we, got- we, and I just want to kind of, uh, highlight. He, he's not talking. I'm an independent contractor who works for the Mart, but we did it because when we when we tested it, which was myself and the and the installation managers there, what we did was we asked for samples from everybody. Sure. And then we went and uh, we we have a 4,500 square foot training area that literally looks like a house. It has steps in it. It has all kinds of things in it. And we went in and we built a bunch of samples. Dang. So they and have a house them. inside. That's wild. Yeah. So so th- did they approach you with this problem or did you just say, hey, look, the grouts, I see you Over losing. Over time, I- we, we had it to, it, you know, it's just like anything else. You, of you course. build relationships. Of course. And, um, but they know, learn I, to I trust have, your opinion, obviously, if sure. they're bringing you into these decisions. Right. Well, I have a small passion for tile. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, um, and, and so, and they recognized that and, you know, they were going to make use of me just like I make use of them, 
you know, I think that, well, it's uh, smart. It's, it's, yeah. it's genius. And the fact of the matter is you've just painted a picture that is blowing people's mind. That is unlike any other store subcontractor relationship in America that I've heard of, you know, they're, right. they're few and far between. Um, right. and at this level dealing with a, a company, the size of the furniture mart, um, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, typically we might think of large corporations as losing touch with the, the installer, right? The, small, the, the actual well, end I, user. I think the issue there is, and, and I think it boils down to the fact that they are so busy that they have to do what it takes to keep good quality guys. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't want to keep losing 80,000 here, 80,000 there, a couple right. hundred here. Well, and it's so... They put the work in. They they put the work in up front to save their back right. end. Well, and and the other half of that though is they go through about a hundred installation crews a year trying to find right people. Wow, wow. Um, I'm installer seven twenty nine. I got hired in two thousand nine. That are up to I think twenty installer twenty one seventy something. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So so you know they also they'll give you a chance, but if you blow it a couple of times, you're. But yeah. you know they got guys. You know I've been there. I'm surprised they don't. Years. I'm surprised they don't hire you to train subcontractors. You know what? Um, our installation manager is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, he came from. He was. A, he was a hard surface installer, mainly wood and vinyl and LVT and that kind of stuff. He was with them. He he had worked as an independent for, I think, fifteen or seventeen years with them. Mm-hmm. And then they they asked him to come and become an installation manager. And then the same with the carpet. They took literally the best carpet installer that, that they had and asked him to become their soft side installation manager. Yeah. Um, well, I think they did. And, and it makes sense because yeah. um, the, they needed somebody who understood the system and, and honestly understood the problems, mm-hmm. you know, because when you do, I think they said that they, you know, if we count Monday through Sunday or Sunday through Saturday, seven days a week, they average 37 jobs a day going out of that door. Whoa. And so consequently, you know, they hit the one in a thousand customer like, like 12 times, once a month, Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. whether that's the one in a thousand good or the one in a thousand atrocious. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're hitting them once a month yeah. and they hit the one in a hundred once a week, yeah. you know, or t- or three or four times a week. Um, so, so they're used to the, the 1%, both good and bad. And they're the, then they're also used to the one, one tenth of 1% people, good yeah. and bad as well. And that's why they needed people who uh, had a lot of experience. The other thing that they do, when there's a problem, they um, have uh, third-party inspectors, mm-hmm. um, and they will call the third-party inspector. When there's a problem, they'll file a claim. They'll send that inspector out, and he writes it independently, mm-hmm. what the issue is. And then that comes back, and then we have an opportunity as installers to, to, um, to challenge what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, but they they leave the he said she said out of it, sure, because it's easier just to have a third party person come in. That makes sense. You know, and, and I've had I've had claims, um, and you know part of part of becoming well versed in the handbooks, um, you know, and, and um, is 
you can, you can argue your claim back. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you know, you didn't install it right. You, you were supposed to, you know, that, that grout was supposed to go all the way to the wall. It looks terrible the way it does. You left a gap there. Mm-hmm. Well, you're supposed to put some trim on that. I didn't want trim. Mm-hmm. Look, here's what the TCNA handbook says. Yeah. You know, these are our point to the authority. Guidelines. Point to the authority. You know, and yeah, yeah because, it, you know, it, it, if you read them from the book, um, at least then I've made my argument from a, a, the, our industry standard. Yeah. You know, and that's really what we want to do is we want to make sure. And that being said, the other thing is they – in, in their contract said that they, they, they will adhere to industry installation standards. And so, you know, when there, when there's an issue, we appeal to the standard and they're mindful. I mean, they know, yeah. they also know the other thing is they know when we're blowing smoke too, Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, because I will also say that I have done some things, which, you know, upon reflection, <laughs> we, we, we may have, uh, you know, that may have not been the right choice. Sure. Um, well, it happens. I mean, you, you, yeah. you're putting out a lot of work now. I, you know, speaking of 1% and I really, I, again, thank you for highlighting this relationship because it is the, it is kind of the unique relationship. And I, I, I preach and talk to and come from a back, a different background where I, I wasn't subbing from stores but I think this conversation has a lot of value. And if, if it's just to inspire somebody and say, Hey, I, maybe I can meet, you know, that sounds good to me because I, I've come to realize and learn there's so many personalities, so many business types and not, not everybody's right for everything. So I, I, I think this has been a great story. I do want to dive into the showers uh, and right. we can expand on, on other business topics sure. later. And we surely will over the course of the coming months and years. You bet. But let's talk, you know, so, so you're over there, you got red flagged from a, for a job that they said, well, you can't do the Schluter. They red flagged you and you're like, well, what the heck, whose problem is this? So you start diving into this problem. Yeah. So, um, and that was what, what did you say again? Two, 2018, 2018. uh, um, I think I went, it was on a, it it was on a Wednesday that I got the, 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 the red tag. Okay. And, and I only know that because uh, of some stories. I'm not going to share them here. Sure, sure, but sure. I went before the uh, the plumbing inspector then on um, on on Thursday, and we had this talk. And I'm like, "Well, what do you want me to do? I, I can't go down because it's a historical. It was a uh, it was a four story um, in a historical area. It was a loft, and it got in a fire, and all these things. But anyway." Um, so I, we couldn't go into the floor at all. Mm, yeah. And, and they're like, well, you can put in a, a water in water out. I'm like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. And we walked through why we couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, all right, I want you to go before the board. And so the, the first time I ever went before a plowing board, now that was a trip. I bet. Because, um, and, uh, it's kind of funny. I had Mike Seema come along with me. Um, and, they had on the board, they had an architect, they had uh, a union, um, a union plumber, commercial, a union plumber, residential, a uh, guy working for the city in their, in their handyman shop thing, uh, non-union commercial plumber, a non-union uh, um, residential plumber, um, and then a couple at-large people. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a total of nine. Okay. And um, 
it was one of their sports to to just frustrate people. I mean, that's what they they were literally they were trolls in the live sense. Yeah. And uh, so I walked in there, and they're like, "So what do you want? I'm I want a code change." Well, how do we know this stuff's any good? Well, you know, we know it's good because, you know, the UPC has approved it. He goes, yeah, but how do we know that you can put it in? I said, well, you know, here's the thing. They have training and we go to it. Right. And they're like, yeah, but how do we know you're even any good at what you do? And I said, well, you know what? We, we have this thing called the CTI. Yeah. And it's a certified tile installer. And they're like going, well, if people are going to install showers, they should have one of those. I'm like, you're right. And if, and then they're like, well, how do we know that the, they, they know what they're doing with the products? And I went back to the training and goes, well, we, if they're going to be installing showers, they should have that training too. I'm like, you're right. And literally they wrote the idea of a licensing for me. Right. Because everything I could have asked for, they brought up as a red roadblock, as right. a you know, red flag roadblock. You can't do this because you don't have training. Yes, we do. Yeah. You can't do this because you don't have standards. Yes, we do. Well, you can't do the, you know, and worry wow. really right down the list. And um, that got me thinking. And I, I remember I got back from that and I had, I called up Scott, um, Scott Carruthers and Scott and I have been talking for a long time on this. I called him up. I said, I think I can get licensing in Omaha. He's like, well, if you can do that, that'll be amazing. I will be surprised. I'm like, well, great. So I pursued that really hard and I was such a babe in the woods. I had no idea what that meant, but I wanted to pursue licensing for, for tile installers. And at the time I was calling them wet area tile installer. Um, and, and, and it'd be a competency license. Mm -hmm. So, so we would be licensing the individual, not the contractor. And we'd be licensing them for competency, not for business acumen. Mm-hmm. So, so it'd be just like an electrician, uh, just like a, a plumber, mm-hmm. just like an HVAC rep. Okay. And matter of fact, the way that we were going to do that was um, in the city of Omaha, they have special licensing for um, water softener people mm-hmm. who install water softeners. And they have specialized licensing for, um, for um, uh, lawn sprinkler people who install lawn sprinklers. So there it's an, it's an ancillary license that, that allows you just to do that facet of work that you're doing, but it allows you to cut into the pipes. It allows you to, to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so we were going to license it that way. And, um, I got it all down and we were going to do it. And I went before the vote and there was the architect was gone that day. And one of the other people was gone and I, and the, the chief plumbing inspector says, you sure you want to do it today? And I was all, of course I want to do it today. I want to get past because I want to go talk to people and tell them how awesome I was. And I said, yeah. He goes, are you sure? And I said, yes. He goes, okay. And well, wait, I, wait. I lost by one vote. Yeah. He was trying to tell you something. He was trying to tell me something. I wouldn't listen. Yeah. I've been um, there. I've been there. We've been there. We'd have won by one vote wow. and we'd have had licensing in Omaha for competency wow. and showers. But what that did was it um, made me realize that we really weren't ready because in order, if that would have happened, we'd have had to have figured out how to get, we thought, 
we figured to be like 80 CTIs in Omaha within 18 months. Whoa. Yeah. And, 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 and that was back when we were CTI 1300. <clears throat> right. Right. You know, and, um, you know, so we stepped back, um, and then I, 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 it created a lot of waves. I ended up, um, that reminds me just real quick of, you know, the fact that you wanted this thing so bad, right? You lose it by one vote, one vote, you know, and it's one of those things is like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And there's an old saying where there's an old gentleman who says, could be either right and he keeps right. saying and that I, I honestly think it was a good thing yeah because as the story really progresses, only as history go only as time goes on you can look back and say oh that was good or that was bad we don't know what happens no, today even lot. if it's a tragedy we don't right. know how it's going to turn out no that's exactly right because there's a lot of things that had to be done and, and I'll, I'll say then i knew uh, that's when i learned of carl okay and carl and i have become friends um you From know we, we have different paths to this from New Mexico, Carl. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've taken different paths on how we want to do it. I become, he's also involved in IATMO. I became very involved in IATMO, mm-hmm. uh, nationally. Um, and it's, it's an interesting thing because, um, my first IATMO conference was in 2019 and I was in the airport. I literally went to a conference where I knew nobody. Mm-hmm. I didn't know one person. Yeah. And so um, I'm I'm either an extreme extrovert or an extreme introvert. I, I tend to fluctuate one way or the other, but I put my extrovert hat on and I was walking uh, in the airport and it was in Reno, Nevada. And there was a gentleman ahead of me with an IATMO backpack. <laughs> and um, so I went up and I, he was on my plane and I went up and I, I talked to him for whatever reason, maybe it was so I met him. Um, my, my trip to Reno went from, um, from Omaha to LAX to Reno. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was a little backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, so I, I come up and I introduce myself and, uh, Hey, I'm Craig Herman. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I'm a tile setter. And I'm here to talk about showers. He's like, I'm Ohanis. Okay. Where are you from? I am. Okay. And we started talking more and more. And it turned out that Ohanis, I probably am butchering his name, wonderful gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he was the head of IATMO research and testing, the labs. Okay. So anything that has the UPC stamp on it mm-hmm. went through his lab. Okay. All pigs are equal. When it comes to IATMO, he's the more equal pig. Sure. Because about 80% of their revenue comes from his labs. Okay. And we were talking about showers, and it turned out that he had a remodeled shower in his own house. I bet that he leaked. did. <laughs> that leaked? <laughs> yeah. It leaked. Yeah. And, and so I'm telling – and he's like, okay, I understand. So I'm going to – he goes, I will tell – I will get you the people you need to meet. And so with, with in the first 20 minutes <clears> – <throat> I had a chance, and he went around and introduced me to the, the, the power players in that organization that I needed to know. Mm. Um, and uh, so um, – and then they have a sister organization called the ASSE, which is the American Society of Sanitary Engineers. And um, they write things uh, – so they, they are the ANSI Secretariat for Plumbing. Mm-hmm. IATMO is. Just like – um, 
just like uh, um, TCNA is the secretariat for tile, both the manufacturing of tile and then the labor side of it. And so I learned a whole lot about standards and standards development and code development because technically we can get into some weird technical things. A code that is not adopted isn't even a standard. Mm, really? But once it's adopted, it's law in that area. Sure. So it's this weird thing because, uh, you know, a standard is a national standard. But it has to be but, adopted. Right. Locally. And with the, with, with the code, one of the more interesting things in the plumbing world is that we have um, competing codes. We have the ICC or the IPC and the IRC, which is the International Residential Code, International Plumbing Code, and the UPC, mm-hmm. which is Universal Plumbing Code. Uh, they are independent organizations of each other. They don't like each other. If one says red, the other says blue. Um, and, and they are competing for, for, uh, for adoption. Okay. And so by working with IATMO, uh, we kind of, you're almost eliminating working with the, the IPC ICC. Okay. So it's this weird world of, 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 uh, of, how do I want to say it? Competition. Sure. In, sure. in this thing. Um, it sounds intricate. Um, you it, were- it is very intricate. It, and then we, we, we add in another group, which is called the ASTM, mm-hmm. which is a body that, that builds testing methods. So ANSI gives you a standard. ASTM gives you a method to test that standard. And it, yeah, it'd be, so I, it's become a fun thing. We've dived deep down into the rabbit hole there. Um, I've been given a, uh, a group of, of awesome people to work with on building uh, the shower. Yeah, let's um, uh, pause Pause one second. Um, this, you brought up Carl Parker's name. I just, yeah. you know, I, I, I meant to say it. Uh, I did an interview with Carl a few months back. If anybody sure. wants to, if anybody's, if this subject really is, is interesting to my audience, Carl's got a, a, his own story of his uh, pushing and, and getting licensing for Tyler's in the state of New Mexico. Uh, right. Check that out. I don't have the episode name, but it's Carl with a K, Parker. Um, now, Craig, you just told one hell of a, a story here. And you, you've, you know, and, and of course, this is just a snippet, right? Right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, earlier at the outset, at the beginning, you said like, well, some people think I made a deal with the devil to get this far. And the fact of the matter is you pursued this with all the passion because of you believed in it and, and you, per, you kept pursuing, you yeah. kept showing up, you went to the airport, you're flying around, you're going to these meetings, you're going to, you're doing things that are maybe outside of your comfort zone, but you're pursuing it. You're meeting the people who can help you along the way just yeah. because you're doing what you should be doing. It's a great story. There's a beautiful lesson in there. If you believe in something, pursue it, and yeah. you will make it happen. It is If it's meant to be, it's some, especially if it's something positive in the world, right? And that's what, we're, what, what you're pursuing here, what we're pursuing together. Well, uh, you're, you're just right. And, you know, and here's the thing. In the end um, – the only the only axe I'm sharpening is is the is the fine folks who live in this country who are spending their hard earned money to buy a shower, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's all I you know, and I will I will tell you right now it started out as a dalliance. Hey, look, I can go become a I can get a license in Omaha in, in six months and I'll be a, a hero, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it became a, a hobby. Mm-hmm. 
And, and a hobby is something that, that takes all your time and takes all your passion and takes all your money and doesn't give you anything back. Yeah. That's what a hobby is. Yeah. Some guys go race cars. Some guys go, you know, chase women. Yeah. I, mine was showers. <laughs> and, and now it's kind of become um, a mission. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I will tell you right now that my mission has become um, to provide local plumbing authorities a solution that is practical and viable to their shower problem. Mm. So I want to provide a practical and viable solution for local plumbing authorities for their shower problem. And it's their problem. And we can talk more about that too. Um, Unpacking how we got to the state of where tile installers are building custom plumbing fixtures with no oversight is an incredible, crazy story. It, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of fun. And I, 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 if we, if we went down that bunny trail right now, it'd be like uh, another hour and a half and Luke would be going, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I'll tell you what, and the fact of the matter is it, it, we're going to develop the story in the next sure. 12 months and we're going to keep diving into this. And, and we're really going to do it inside the Tile Nation University, which is on thetilenation.com. Uh, you, can, you can sign up for our university opening in March where you can learn from guys like Craig, myself, uh, Chris, and Adam, our other partners in Tile Nation, as well as our yep. guest speakers. Um, every single month we'll have multiple Zooms to discuss things like this, and we will be giving updates when they're ready on, on what Craig is working on because the fact of the matter is you were about to say that – uh, this, or excuse me, last year, and what was that, September? I was trying to remember when it was yep. told in Jacksonville. Um, yep. You came down there, and, and uh, essentially you've made some progress with this. Yeah, we did. Um, so the the COVID thing pretty much, you know, put a, a, a stop on almost everything. Uh-huh. But um, the, you know, I have to say that, 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 that BART at the NTCA and the folks at the the, the TCNA have been so good mm-hmm. and, and they're really pushing. They're really letting me run. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, initially I thought they let me run because it was like, okay, Don Quixote, go chase that windmill. But you know, they have supported me. Um, I'm so thankful for that. I have a great team that they've helped me put together. Uh, we got some of the best and smartest guys in all the tile industry working towards this. Uh, the TCNA is now working with IATMO on various things. Mm. So it's exciting. It will happen. One of the problems that we're going to have is we have found the solution. I'm not going to share it with you right now, but we found what the problem itself is. We found the solution, mm-hmm. but we kind of have to be careful how we implement it. We have to be ready to implement it mm-hmm. because um, if you find the solution to a problem, people can take that solution, morph it how they want to for their own benefit. And in the tile plumbing world, the tile industry is small. Mm. And, um, and we want to make sure that, that it's tile installers who become uh, custom shower fabricators, mm-hmm. you know, um, a shower, there's five parts to a shower. There, there is the, the, the work that's been done before we're talking about the framing. We're talking about the, the, the plumbing that is the, 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 Sure. The, the pipes, sure. The, the, the valves, the sprays, and the drain pipe, that's all in place beforehand. 
So that's one element. The second element is preparation. And that that's us making sure that our walls are flat or true, that our horizontal slope properly and all those things. The third element is the waterproofing, you know, that we go ahead and waterproof our, our showers. So that way they are watertight. The fourth element then is the actual tile installation, which is a finished product. So one of the things we always have to remember is that tile installers are, are installing a finish. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that's one of the reasons why we don't test floors for L360 mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. because we're installing a finish. We're not responsible for building that floor up to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the TCNA handbook says, hey, if you didn't have a hand in the floor, you're not responsible for the floor. But if you go and start messing with that floor, yeah. you take on responsibility. Yeah, take note, you are take note, guys. A finish. Yeah, and, yeah. And so that's the fourth element. Then the fifth element is out of our control, and that is the the closure, whether that's a, a door or a curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter how how good we manufacture a shower. If uh, the folks just leave the door open or the curtain open and it gets all out everywhere else. Right. You know, that's beyond our, our, our control. Yeah. But those are the five elements to a shower. Um, but no, I'm, I'm very happy to, to, uh, to share that. Matter of fact, this was one of the reasons why uh, we kind of got together. Adam has a passion for gauge porcelain panels. I kind of have a passion for showers. A little bit. And, and Luke kind of saw that the, us this way and, and Chris kind of has a passion for business. Mm, mm. And so that's kind of why the four of us got together was uh, so that way we can pursue our passions as a group. Mm-hmm. And um, well, but, and you know, like I said, when I first met you that first year, uh, you know, I was, I was like, you know, I, I could tell. And then we talked afterward, we, you know, sure. it was the TSP last night dinner and, cocktails and things of that nature and then we've kept in touch ever since and at coverings again and the trade shows we you know keep 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 that fire going and keep talking and communicating and you're exactly right i saw the 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 thing about it is is when i when i reached out to you guys about tile nation um i saw each one of you independently already pursuing um the thing that you wanted to pursue Right. And the fact that I knew how bad you wanted to pursue it and that we would be stronger together in being able to pursue yeah. all of our goals, which are harmonious. Yes. They're harmonious in the sense that they do uh, strengthen the tile contractor industry and the tile installer. Well, and that's um, just it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, and one of the things I think we all, when we talk about our industry, we're, 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 I'm going to say that we're, this is part of the Faustian thing. I'm going to say that we're actually talking about mainly a lot of residential work. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of the crazy thing that I learned with showers was I, one of the first people who heard about what I was doing way before anybody else did was uh, Mike Hawthorne of the back. Sure. And he called me up and we had a very earnest discussion that first time (laughs) um, because he was very, very concerned that I was going to cause a lot of trouble with the union and uh, between them and, and uh, the UA, which is the um, the United Association of Pipe Trades, which is the plumbers union, and, and that I was going to uh, just make a huge mess. Mm. And to be honest, 
had I got licensing in Omaha and pursued it that way, I would have made a huge mess Hmm. because there were so many, I don't want to say this. There are so many shoals and reefs out there that an unwary ship would hit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Things where you change one word can, can make it safe or dangerous Mm -hmm. in how you say things and in how you go about things. And, um, you know, how we want, you know, certain things that we did to protect our, 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 our industry. So in the 2021 code, that is the 2021 uniform plumbing code, um, in the appendix is the 2018 TCNA section B handbook. Mm-hmm. What that does is that that shows one that the TCNA seems to have authority over the, 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 the methods by which we build showers mm. because it was added into the code book itself. And it's now this is one of the weird things. So the handbook is not ANSI and mm-hmm. it can't be ANSI. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is it's technically, or and by the, the handbook, I'm specifically talking about section B of the handbook, okay. which is the bathroom showers. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be an ANSI because technically we're talking about plumbing fixtures. Yeah. Which would be under IATMO's mm-hmm. ANSI secretariat. Yeah. But because I, and because the handbook has not undergone the, the necessary hoops and hurdles that the ANSI book does, i.e. you have public comment time, you have submitting times, you have all these other things that, that go into building an ANSI document that we don't have in the TCNA handbook, um, it couldn't be included into the code itself, but they did the very next thing to it. Um, what this did also then, unbeknownst to everybody, it, it allows the the, the, the um it allows a lot of things. One is um, it kind of shows prior work mm-hmm. being being tile. So that way, if the plumbing union and the back get into it, they can reference prior work because of this document mm-hmm. and where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, it also allows us to license um, into cities that have this mm-hmm. because now they have a method in their adopted code Mm-hmm. that we will be using. Yep. So these were things that we set up um, prior, back in 2019 prior to the 2021 code mm-hmm. book coming out. Um, so we are setting the groundwork way deep. Yeah. That means we have, we're building the foundations uh-huh. so that way we can bring out and license um, professional shower. Um, well, I, I want to call them um, – Custom shower fabricators. Sure. Because t- once again, uh, a tile setter sets tile. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're fabricating the actual shower, and then we're applying tile to that fabrication. Yep. So we're fabricating a, a plumbing fixture, yep. and then we're we're adding a finish on top of it. I and like so it. it's a little bit more. And that, that and it also takes tile out of the term, so that way there's a lot less um, – there's a lot less back or pushback as we try and license this in front of every single city and state because that's how that's going to move. It, it's it's not a it's not a one 
you don't get one license. Every city of any size has their own licensing requirements, has their own code requirements, and, and it's all under the plumbing world. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with that is if we go under the plumbing world, um, we're, we're, we're safer because um, once they start licensing us, they're not going to give that up mm-hmm. because um, they are the most, for the most part in most cities, they're the most powerful of the different entities as far as over as um, building authorities. Mm-hmm. You're not going to overrun the local plumbing departments. Yeah. Um, and they're very used to training. They're very used to making sure you have continuing ed credits and all that thing because they're doing it for all their plumbers. Yeah. But once again, I'm diving really deep now. Yeah, and the, and, and, and the fact of the matter is I'm looking at the time, and, and it's it's gone by quickly. I've really enjoyed this conversation, and hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. I think a lot of people are going to, you know, a lot of tile contractors hopefully are interested in this and and, and will take um, – no, I, I know they will. I'm just teasing. But the fact of the matter is um, – and I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, maybe I'll dive into it a little bit because this is the first time I guess I'm just realizing that on my podcast, I'm really talking about the Tile Nation a lot and, and kind of the origins, right? So sure. the fact of the matter is, um, you know, I've surrounded myself and, and it goes back to the first time we met. And sure. one of the most important lessons I've learned doing this podcast and, and, and living my life here in the last few years has been to surround yourself with people smarter than, than you are. And, and the fact is I gravitated towards you, Craig, because, uh, and I gravitated to Adam and Chris because of the fact that I wanted to surround myself with people smarter than I was. And that was my only intention. Really, like I'm the guy who got lucky there. So, (laughs) well, we'll, we'll we'll arm wrestle over that. I guess (laughs) I don't think there's any question on that one, but, um, but listen, the fact of the matter is with Tile Nation, uh, it, we are going to, you know, have um, if you've enjoyed this discussion with Craig and, and there's a lot to dive into. I mean, when we start talking about tools, he can tell you all about money making tools and we're going to record a lot of that content. If you want to talk about showers, obviously, uh, with Gage Porcelain Tiles, we have Adam and Chris. Uh, Chris is a wizard with the business end of things. Um, so we have these great minds coming together, and I've we are launching the Tile Nation University March 1st. So if you want access to these guys uh, a couple times a month, we're going to have these discussions. We're going to have a Tile Money business mastermind and we're going to have a gauge porcelain tile uh, discussion and we can weave showers in there when it's appropriate at the right time as the months uh, go on. If you want to meet Craig and, and the Tile Nation team in person, come to Tice uh, February 1st. We'll also be at Coverings in April. We'll be at the Mud event in August. We'll be at Total Solutions Plus in November. Um, and, and we'll be doing our Tile Nation Gauge Porcelain Tile training starting on February 21st is our first five-day week-long training, and, and we are almost sold out. Uh, Craig, we've sold several more today, and we've got about nice. five or six left uh, spots. So they are going fast. People are bringing in teams of two and three and four, and it is, uh, it is, I'm really looking forward to this. We have some great supporters. We're going to help uh, you know, train gauge people, teams, companies, and open cities for gauge porcelain tile residential markets. It's, it's really yeah. exciting, and I, I, I feel very um, fortunate to be working with you, Craig, and, and everybody. Well, thank you. And the fact is, uh, you know, like we say, we're going to we're going to keep pursuing things that are good for for the for the Tylers out there. So, you bet. well, and I'll tell you, too, I 
you know, I, I'd been to a couple of trainings for, for porcelain and until I was exposed to Adam, I had, I was like, I'm never going to do this. Yeah. And, um, but to see the things that they're doing is just, it's, it's really amazing. And, you know, he, he's getting into furniture mm-hmm. and that will be something, you know, I'm like, he showed me some things. I mean, I, they're not out there, but he showed me some things that they're, they're working on. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but he's got a, he's, he's a really smart dude and he really impressed me with, with just his notion of it. So anyway, I see yeah, how and much Ad, and, we've spent. <laughs> and Adam's, uh, what's that? Oh, we're at a, an hour and 16 minutes now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and uh, we, we can talk a little longer here. In uh, Adam's deal, um, oh, shoot, I lost it. Oh, Adam's interview. I interviewed Adam, uh, I think, a year and a half ago. So if, if nobody's listened okay. to Adam, uh, go back and find that. It was uh, the business of gauged porcelain tile panels, something of that nature. We have uh, a big tile panel on the front on YouTube. It's in the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes is what I'll do. And I'll link to the tilenation.com where you can learn about our education. We're going to have webinars in February um, telling you about what we're planning. And the fact of the matter is we're going to build it with you. You know, I, I have a very, mm-hmm. uh, a pretty good grasp on what tile contractors need and want after doing this podcast for three years. But I'm always learning more and we're always asking, what do you want? And that's what we're going to do in the Tile Nation University is what tools do you need in the field, whether they're digital or um, physical? Uh, what help do you need with your business is one of our main questions every single month because you're telling us things. We're going back and working on your problems um, as a team of thinkers and, and, and doers. Uh, so I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm happy to, to have, uh, you know, to be here and, and it's a blessing. So listen, if you want to stay in touch with all things tile money, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, it goes out every Thursday or Friday. The link is in the show notes, tile friends, stay happy and positive out there. And by all means, stay profitable tile friends. All right, Craig, you want to sign off? Have a great night. Thanks guys. All right, everybody talk to you next week.